the Child of God podcast, where we are so excited to have you back to another episode. And we have a super, super duper special guest for you all. Uh, and this is Coach Beijing, advocate for social change for the youth, a child of God, most importantly. And she's just absolutely amazing, great personality. And we can learn so much from her, from her journey within the faith, as well as her just impact on the community in itself. So I'll let her take it over um, and then we will get into prayer. Hi guys. Oh man, can I just say that this is my first podcast interview ever and the crowd goes period. <laughs> Don't you hear them? Yeah, so it's yes. super exciting that uh, it's going to be a podcast about faith and um, Jesus, which is my favorite thing. Um, so thank you so much for having me. But like oh, for sure. said, I'm Coach Beijing. I'm just a girl trying to change the world, one relationship at a time for the cause of Christ. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome sauce. Okay, so let's get into prayer. Do you want to? Or... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Dearly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this a beautiful day here in Nassau, the Bahamas. can only speak for myself while Janeka is in Italy, which is also a beautiful country. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for the gift of life that is Janeka, Lord. Thank you for giving her the talent, the mindset, the motivation to do this podcast on your behalf. What a blessing it is to those who listen, Lord. Oh my gosh, I pray for our time together, Lord. I pray that you speak through me, you speak through her. It's not us. Flush us out, Lord. Flush us out and just let it be your words that comes through, Lord, because we are just mere little mortal little humans. Ain't got nothing. But with you, we are everything. So Lord, be here be present. We invite you here. Let us have so much fun. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Amen. Oh, do it. oh I love that. Um, I love the the presence. I do love that. I think that was a really good um, lesson already. So let's get straight into it. So tell us, what made you want to start IoT, and really, what was the journey that it that it, you know. I, I've heard the story sometimes, but a 12-year-old girl um, starting such a great a great initiative. Yeah, you heard the stories. That's interesting. I'd love to hear what you heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it it's happened at 12, but it's been revealed to me, you know, a few years ago as to where it truly started, and that was when I was four. So wow. as a four-year-old, I went on my first mission trip with my church here in the Bahamas. We went to the Dominican Republic and we served a tiny Haitian impoverished village. That was also what I like to say my first time on the workforce, <laughs> handing out crayons <laughs> and, you know, little worksheets and whatnot, singing songs with the Haitian children um, during vacation Bible school. And uh, doing that for over two decades, up to COVID-19, right, um, there started to become this disturbance in my heart as to why there are some young persons that have not and some that have. Now, these are my formative years. We're talking about from four to 24 years old. That made no sense. How is that possible? How is that right? How is that equal, right? And uh, that disturbed me to the core. I didn't like it. Um, and so then when I turned around the ages of five to eight, um, I used to tell, I, that's when I, you know, was reading the Bible stories of, you know, those who changed the world for God during those times, Noah, David, Joseph, Esther, and um, I would look at them and just be like, God, like, I want to change the world for you. Like, just let me know man, when, let's do it. You know, as a five to eight year old, those were my thoughts. And then at 10, my mom told my sisters and I, 
girls, if you can figure out God's will for your life, then you're living. And as a 10 year old back then, right? This is in the early 2000s. You took everything literal, not like these <laughs> you see today, because shoot, they full-blown human beings. But back then, right, we were children, children. So I was like, my mom is telling me, giving me the blueprint as to how to live the, my best life ever. And that is willing, um, living in God's will. So for, I, for two years straight, I prayed, God, what is your will for my life? I stopped praying for shelter, food, being safe loving one another, all those little, you know, prayers that you would pray as a child. Yeah. And all I prayed for was, Lord, what is your will for my life? And then on October 27, 2007, 12-year-old, uh, God says, Beijing, I want you to lead the youth. And it wasn't mm -hmm. a audible voice. You know, I always yeah. try to explain to myself, just in case when people ask me, how did you know, you know, what it was like. It's just... One, you know, it's not something that it's just so grand and big. Like, you know, it's not something that you would say over yourself. Like, you know what I mean? And two, it's not something that the enemy would want you to do. Right. Um, but it was like, a, like a still soft mm. voice ish in my head <laughs> like a like a thought but like yeah. on points, you know <laughs> if that makes any sense anyways so me being a, a very actually action oriented human even back then mm -hmm. um, I called my mom in the room I was like mom God just called me to lead the youth like what do I do with that and so we're thinking like panting around the room and uh I was like oh why don't I start a non-profit organization and then we were like, okay, cool. What are we going to call it? And she goes, we're thinking, panting around the room. And she goes, why don't we call it It's Our Time? And I was like, ha, it's our turn. And mm. it was a lifetime to figure out what in the world is it our turn to do? And now, what's that? I suck at math. 12 years, <laughs> 14, 15 now, 2023, 16 years mm -hmm. later, we're doing what we're called to do. But during that 16-year path has been trial and error of youth activism, mentorship, leadership, development, and empowerment. But that was the training ground and the character building that needed to take place for God to have me exactly where he has me today. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's an amazing story. I mean, praying for two years in itself, asking for <laughs> God's will is no, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be, and the podcast knows that I'm completely honest, but my patient sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> for the two year, why yeah. <laughs> Listen, like preaching to such a choir where the moment when I find myself very impatient and I like want to pray for patience, I step back and I don't because I don't want to be in an impatient situation. Because <laughs> you know, I I used to pray for patience all the time, and then I heard somebody say um, they don't pray for patience because then he puts you in like patient situations to learn yeah. patience. It's like this ain't the season of the time, so we just put that in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> No, I get you a thousand percent. Yeah, because I mean, and honestly, just I mean, twelve years old and saying immediately like, let's start a nonprofit organization. Me at twelve, what was I doing at twelve? I have no idea, honestly. Oh, okay. So I will say that one of my one of the things that I do, I write, I wrote a lot of poetry when I was twelve. So um, that's yeah, I, yeah. What well, nonprofit organization? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no for sure um and it definitely is something that I've, I've i still do today so um yeah. i think that it's just so amazing how god like touches our lives at such a young age and uses us in such a young age not just to think like oh god has given you this talent 
for you to use one and done. No, it's for you to be using throughout the rest of your life. And like you said, character development, constantly growing, constantly polishing that talent that he gave you. Um, instead of being like that guy from the talent story who had one talent and didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's always great to see people who take their talents that God has given them and do marvelous and remarkable things with them. And yeah. so um, you talked more about like, it's, it's our turn. So, and you asked the question, it's our turn to do what? So what mm -hmm. do you think it is our turn to do? Yeah, such a good question. So again, right, I was um, disturbed by the haves and have nots and how children can live in a world with no running water and you know, mm -hmm. toilets that don't flush and not knowing when their next meal is going to come from and not having enough clothes to, you know, have on their back and school, you know, just all this stuff. Right. And so that was, that's in the category of like social impact. So then I got yeah. so passionate about social impact and just wanting to make the world a better place that then was just like, well, I don't have a career. My career is changing the world. Right. So, you know, but there was, it's interesting because it's all really coming back within these last few months of like, it's so interesting. This is my first time saying this publicly as well. And this is why I love interviews because it truly helps me understand, you know, my life um, path and past and all that stuff. And basically yeah. what it is, is back then it was less, it wasn't Christ centered. It was mm. led me for next yeah. step. That's who I went to, to figure out what's next now. What do we do here? What's the logo? What are the projects that we're doing? How like, you know, all of the decisions to run this thing, but it wasn't for the glory of Christ Ooh. in terms of it wasn't, uh, we're going to help you grow or help you or like, it wasn't like evangelists or uh, yeah. discipleship focused, right? It was more of like social impact focus, um, um, social good focus. And then I had this thing where it's like, when you come in, you'll see the love of Christ. Um, mm. I, like at that time, I wanted to open up to everyone, you know, you'll see the love of Christ and you'd be like, what is that? Like, why is she so like weird and like crazy? Like, why is she have so much joy? Right. And so like Jesus. Right. But mm -hmm. anyway, I struggled with that though. Like I, I struggled with that. And I think, well, I know, well, I'm, Hmm. I am appreciative of the journey mm -hmm. that I was on, but I do think, no, I do wish that I have arrived at the moment that I am now earlier. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. I had to, I really, cause I'm, I am uh, very selfish and, prideful and egocentric and I always have to kill those I have to kill it I have to kill it I have to crucify that you know and that character building season that wilderness season it was God killing those and I you know I said in my last interview that I had was boy I am so glad God did not make me seen or say now Beijing go until wilderness season was done until I finally learned the lesson, which took a very yeah. long time because I was in that season for 12 years. You know, it wasn't until last year, 2022, when God was like, go India, speak to 20,000 people, go Israel, you know, represent the promise of the United Nations, go speaking engagement, speaking, you know, and I've had, you know, speaking engagements throughout my teens. I've been speaking throughout my teens, but it just wasn't, you know, consistent. And, um, but that was God truly, pruning me and truly making me ripe for fruit yeah for what has happened for what, <laughs> what i'm seeing now because woo, you know um yeah but boy i kind of like doved off i forgot even what you said oh it's our turn what is that yeah so let me quickly explain that um <laughs> yeah it's our turn to not wait until we become adults why do we have to yeah. wait to become adults to start making a difference, to start being, start lending a hand, to start being your brother's keeper, to start loving others in action, right? Why do we have to wait to do that? We can start now because as far as I'm concerned, the world needs help and adults mm -hmm. doing it on their own is not enough. Us young people, us children 
it's our turn. It's our turn to start creating our spiral effect, which is a personal, it's our, and it's our logo. The spiral is our logo. And it is a uh, invested relationship with yourself, with Jesus, right? So with yourself, with Jesus, with your friends and family, with your community, with your nation, and then we've got the world, right? Um, and our mission, our mission is, it's our turn as a nonprofit, now ministry, um, that develops youth as leaders, empowers youth as volunteers, serves youth as beneficiaries to stop the cycle, stop the cycle of teen pregnancy, stop the cycle of poor mindsets, stop the cycle of poverty, right? And start the spiral by providing, start the spiral in marginalized communities by providing education opportunities, mental health resources, um, leadership skills through the transformation gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, um, and the way I got to that was on a five-day fast in the wilderness of how I started my 2023, but that's a whole nother story. So yeah, that's, that's what it's our turn to do. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. And no, honestly, you didn't, I think the Holy Spirit kind of carried you in that direction because having that conversation and talking about the things that you have to die to in order to become who God wants you to be is so important. And I think that even in the wilderness, it's so hard to recognize what you're, what exactly you're dying to, because you've been so stuck or I'm trying to get a how to say you, but I've been so stuck in like this sense of habitual, what the world has told me was okay. All of these toxic behaviors and what in which the world has told me is okay, which in God's mindset, in God's space, it's not okay. And so, for example, on the podcast, we've been going through Jonah, and a lot of people told the story of Jonah from this sense of, you know, God is the God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, which is absolutely correct. But I will say that a lot of people should start telling the story of Jonah from the perspective of Jonah was a hater jonah had to go through absolutely so much from his own choices his own habits he had to go through lesson after lesson after lesson until he got it and sometimes that's what our wilderness is it's we going through the same lessons over and over and over again and like you said you would have wished that you could have learned that lesson from the from the get-go from the absolute beginning so that i didn't have to keep repeating it over and over and over again but there's value, I think, um, and this is hard for me to say because I hate, I hate going through lessons over and over again, but there is value and it sticks. Pain make things stick, unfortunately. But um, that's just to say that I think just acknowledging the fact that that journey wasn't for nothing and was valuable and contributed to your life is absolutely amazing. Um, and so I guess my next question is, as the young, as young people, there's a lot of things that can be seen as resistance to change. How do you, how does IOT react or I guess formulate a plan to work against those resistance to change? So for example, it could be the government, it could be, you know, the bureau the bureaucracy of the world, it could be all of these different things that impact these marginalized groups that have been set in society for so long. How do you break down those barriers? especially um, with Christ as the center? Full question. Full question. Interesting question. Um, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was, I don't play by the rules. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, and I, I've always had a little rebellious spirit in me, you know, always. You know, <laughs> Jesus was a little rebel um which he was he did he went against the norm you know and growing up i had this saying called deviate from the norm wake up and deviate from the norm um which i believe jesus that was jesus's life he hung out with those society deemed as don't hang out with right you know mm -hmm. um and i just think that's just so beautiful how revolutionary he was you know and i feel like as christians um we should live in that like we should yeah. have that streak of revolutionary in us for people to look at us and be like that doesn't make any sense 
How is it possible that they love this human? How? They're so dirty. Look what they do. Look what their career is. Look what comes out of their mouth. How do they love them? Why do they spend time around them? Right? That's like a streak of revolutionary, a streak of it, 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 it disturbs the heavens, that type of love, you know, and it, it disturbs the supernatural, it disturbs the enemy, that type of love. And I yeah. think that type of love is what us as Christians are supposed to lay down our lives to. But it's so hard. Like you said, right? You're living culturally and, you know, yeah. going by what culture says, me too. And honestly, I, I'll say it now. This is my first time saying it again, public, you know, in a public space is I'm a born again Christian. So yeah. I, and I'm kind of, remind me to get back to this question, but um, <laughs> I always wear to do this thing. So I became a Christian when I was four, right? Grew up in Christianity, all that stuff. Love God. Oh, it's like my favorite thing. So my greatest desire in life, always, for 27 years on this planet, my greatest desire was, is to get deeper in my relationship with Christ, more intimate, right? Um, always. Oh, but it wasn't until uh, when I went on this fast, this five-day fast in the wilderness, um, on a private island, Rose Island, where my campsite is, because of my business. And um, it was just to pave the way for 2023, because I do fast, you know, a five-day fast to start the year off, to give God the year. And um, and I just thought this was going to be just another one of those, but God changed my life. He reminded me, Beijing, the most important thing is bringing souls to me. And I was like, huh, yeah. And he goes, IOT's not just a nonprofit. IOT is a ministry. And I was like, huh. So that part in the mission that I said that we trans, um, we give them the transformation uh, gospel of Christ, the power of gospel of Christ, that just was in, the, that just was put in there like three weeks ago <laughs> because it oh. wasn't, we weren't like just operating like that. And I also, for this year, why I say I'm born again is because Finally, 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 I got it. I understand life with Christ and Christ as Lord. So not just Savior, but Lord of my entire life. So I gave up this year. I gave up alcohol and then I gave up partying. And me, I love party i just i love to party i in person i'm i'm sorry in person like sober like without anything in my system like i'm the life of the party boom Woo! so just imagine <laughs> with a little alcohol in me i'm bouncing off the walls right? <laughs> and strangers are my favorite human beings like anywhere mm -hmm. i go right so just imagine when we're in party mode like i'm dancing with them and you know and um <laughs> and it finally occurred to me the last quarter of 2022 is, uh, Beijing, can we like admit that you love it, please? Like, can we actually admit it to yourself? Because I never did. I was yeah. just trapped in the shame and this guilt of you shouldn't be doing this because you're a Christian leader and everybody is watching you. And blah, blah, blah. But I just put in this little dark little circle over here that no one can see, or at least who I think can't see, right? And then in the last quarter of 2022, it was just like, Vision, you ready to finally admit to yourself that you love to do this thing? And that's when I did that is when it finally came to light. And then I can finally realize like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Jesus. Take, take that. I'm done. Take that. And so then we get to the fast and God's just like speaking and stuff. And he reminds me, Vision was the most important thing, bringing souls to me. And I, and, and, you know, and so it's just like, ah, I get it. And so now I'm just like, you know, he says, come to me as a child. I always came to God as a child because just the way I live my life and how I am is very childlike, but even more so it's just like, come to me even, you know, as a child and after the fast and all that stuff. And I met with my best friend two weeks ago, um, to just share with her this new like testimony and this new life found in Christ. And, you know, I'm explaining it to her, she goes, Beijing, you're like a child. And I was like, I know, I feel it, you know? And it's just like, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, 
So all to say, okay, cool. Wanted to put that out there. All to say, like, the rule-breaking stuff. I kind of, I follow what God says, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he says about the government, okay, tithe. I mean, give, do unto Caesar what is his. Yes, all that. Like, right, law-abiding citizen. I am, yes. But I do believe in taking a step further if it's not right. Like, I'm not one of those who would just row about it, like our countrymen. (laughs) They like to (laughs) gossip about the issues going on. Um, I have to, I get this burning sensation where I have to speak out about it or I have to do something about it. And so to answer your question, one of the ways my organization did that was during, um, uh, we did in 2016 summer, we did a child abuse protest on Rosin Square, which for those of you who don't know the Bahamas and geographically, Rosin Square is the most important historical area in the capital of the Bahamas, Nassau. And that's where our House of Parliament is. That's where our setup of governments are. And so young people, hit the streets, blinded, folded our mouths. It was a silent protest because all they think about is is noise, 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 destruction. Uh Uh-uh, they ain't putting that to my name. We put blindfolded across our mouths. We had our placards, which the non-Bahamians are car, are (laughs) poster boards. (laughs) Yes, and we had our, you know, child abuse and statistics and all that stuff. Just so... Our fellow countrymen and people around the world knows that young people care too. Young people care about other young people who we've never seen or saw or talked to before. That we care about what happens to you when you grow up. And this child abuse stuff, that ain't okay. Like, that's not okay. So we would make statements in such a public way like that, um, which I think is a positive thing. Um definitely an open your eye thing like why are they doing this on a saturday like they should be like yeah. at the movie or at a friend's house or breeding somebody's hair or like at the ocean and be like you know what i mean like why are they why are these yeah. young people doing this on a hot saturday you know so um so yeah and um what was the rest of your question <laughs> no so basically the question was um surrounding like breaking those barriers and i think i mean definitely the protest for sure, the silent protest for sure is breaking a barrier, um, and having those que- having those those questions risen, having the people that are around you, the people that saw you, ask like, oh, no one's talked about child abuse before. Why haven't we? You know, like and getting more in depth with those, like get looking at those statistics and not like you said, being blinded to something that can be misconstrued as aggression but truly using the silence to create space for that information i think that's that's so powerful um yeah yeah i think that's i think that's really powerful yeah um i stopped iot god called me to stop iot in 2019 january that's when i was living in chile and i picked it back up again december 2021 because i wanted to give to um, the less fortunate some Christmas, do a Christmas gift initiative. And um, after that, I was like, oh, I miss it. Oh, (laughs) I miss miss it. You know, and so I put a post out there and I actually saw the post because you know how on social media they do the, what you want to call it? The the memories. Oh, yeah, 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 the memories, yeah. So it was 2020 to January 28th, where I got the memory where I put a post out there saying, if you're a young person who wants to be a part of a youth organization, blah, 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 come message me. And I got a few hits and um, this was the resurrection of IOT. Um, wow. And I went to India in April, all free, done by my mentor, Will Harris, incredible man, a visionary. Um, and uh, I had the opportunity to speak to 20,000 people about my youth legacy, which is building orphanages around the world. Um, yeah. Because my mission is to end hopelessness, helplessness, and homelessness for youth mm. around the world um, through the transformation gospel of Christ. And um, yeah, and so in India, though, 
I had a moment where because his nonprofit was all ran by young people as well. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And it was just a witness and a testament to me to be like, yes, Beijing, young people can change the world. That was one. And two, yes, Beijing, I ought is what you're supposed to be doing. And I have a picture of me speaking to my mom in that moment. It was like 3 a.m. India time. And I'm like texting her everything that just happened right after I got off the stage and like all that stuff. And I took a picture and I cry. I'm crying because I, I got it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, and, and, um, and so here we are one year later, um, I got, you know, got downloaded a blueprint of the IOT 2.0 blueprint for our blueprint of 2023, 2024. And it's really looking into how young people um, are suffering most. And it's in mental health, education, and becoming leaders. And so that is what was impressed on me for us to focus on. And then, like I just mentioned, through the transformation gospel of Christ. Um, and so um, so with that being said, that is what we focus on. And yeah, like our team is just expanding like no other. We just did our first outreach event on Saturday, this past Saturday. And we had more than 20 young people come to Christ. And it was beyond, I just can't help but think if I didn't have that moment in the wilderness with him to remind me of the greatest thing in life, would that have happened? And even if it would have happened, right? Could have been 10 years from now or like, you know, and so it's just, it, it, it humbles me and it reminds me how important it is to spend quiet time with yeah. God for him to download whatever it is to download in you for whatever it is he's calling you to do. Because at the end of the day, it ain't you and it ain't yours. It's the gift that he's deposited in you, right? The talents you spoke about, the talent that he deposited in you for others to withdraw. And um, not just those young people, though. It was my volunteers and leaders were impacted. Yeah. And from their mouths, they said, that was the best experience I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm looking at them like, what? This little bit? (laughs) You know, and so that's just, uh, and that's only because of the anointing. Um, I listened to a sermon by Christine Kane. You know Christine Kane? I've no. never, I've heard of her. You do not know Christine Kane? Oh, wow. No, <laughs> Look, her Look her up. Powerful preacher. Um, but um, I've always known about her. She's one of the the famous uh christian pastors out there and um i but i never listened to her sermon but mm-hmm. on january 9th monday this year 2023 i found a sermon from her on youtube because i was just on youtube and it said it's called gifting versus anointing mm-hmm. and i was like this woman is spitting truth and i mean truth not like what these other pastors are saying like no truth and things that she was saying is what God already has been confirming in my heart. So I was like, ha. And then 15 minutes in, 50 minutes in, I hear Beijing, I'm calling you to ministry. And this is three days, this is two days after I came off my fast. And I was home alone at this time. And I look back to my right, look back to my left, sat up a bit because I was punching <laughs> a couch. And I say, somebody in the house? Is somebody <laughs> in the house? Because I know I ain't hear what I just heard just now. I'm sorry, what? So you calling me to be poor? What? <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, okay, Lord, if that was you, I need like confirmations, okay? But it was interesting because it was the exact same way how I experienced it when I was 12, when he said to leave mm. you. Um. Yeah. So 
so yeah, long story short. So, um, so yeah, having that, so yeah, so, so that, right. So the event happens on Saturday and, um, everyone's saying how the Holy Spirit was here. The Holy Spirit was here. And, uh, I immediately go back to that sermon that I listened to and said, yeah, we have so many pastors, so many, um, music leaders, worship leaders, and they're all gifted, but are they anointed? Because it's when Mm. you are anointed, when the transformation, the life change happens, gifting, everybody has a gift. Even non-Christians have a gift. So you can have as many Christian songs out there, as many sermons out there, but is that changing the heart? It's with anointing. And so that's what happened at that workshop. And I was just like, pray God, you are something else. But this team that I had working with us, working with me, the young people, my volunteers and leaders, you know how long I prayed for that team? For 10 years to have a team of young people who are as passionate or even more passionate than me about this mission that I, God has given me for IOT, that it's our turn. And, um, and I have it. And we just had a meeting last night to debrief the workshop and just to hear their comments. And I'm learning more so within the last few years to just step back and just be and truly be in that, in the really tiny moments of when people's lives are changed, you know, because um, for me, that's all I want. Like for me, that's, you know, when my time's up, take me away, Lord. When when I'm done, take me away. But uh, the goal is to give it all. I'm talking so much. Cut me off okay do not be afraid to cut me off (laughs) you caught where everything in my life is changing every like you got me (laughs) my life is like like honestly the first 31 days of january Mm -hmm. was like like i could like i could go to heaven like i'm done like just the the first 31 days of january like i don't need to like even experience the rest of 2023 like everything yeah. else is like sprinkle on top because the first 23 days of January, like what? So you got me in a seat, like, you know, where I'm like, woo, you know, so, okay. Which I, mean, I think, no, I, <laughs> I definitely feel like it's, it's, it's always exciting to see someone who is um, on fire for God, because I think a lot of people, that emotion or that feeling can come and go. And like you said, like some parts of your life, you feel, you know, you doubt some of the things that happens. Like, for example, that break you were talking about some, at some points in life, you need consistent, like reassurance, reconfirmation. Sometimes the wait seems so long that you get lost. Like there are just so many different things. And so I think sometimes it's so important to feel that encouragement and feel that energy from others who are of the faith. Because if you don't, you'll feel like you're in it alone. You'll feel like this constant form of silence is going to be consistent. When it's not, God is working in the silence and he's working in the noise. And so I think it's great that you talked about that. And I also feel like it's great that you talked about all of the things that I has been through. Um, I think that even with you talking about the workshop, I saw a few videos on your Instagram and it looked so powerful. It looks so nice. I love, I love, love, love the energy. Um, and even when you talked about your struggles, I think that's also a big thing too. Like a lot of people aren't open with their struggles. Me personally, I've had a lot of things that I've loved and um, I think it would have been great if I could be Um, I think it takes a lot of courage to say and accept and hear what God's telling you and saying like, oh, Beijing, maybe you love this a little too much or maybe you do this a little too much because a lot of the things that I love too much, God just took it away from me. He was just like, yeah, Mm -hmm." you thought, no, let's go. That's gone. This is gone. Um, And I never realized how much comfort I got from everything but Jesus. Mm. And it's so crazy because you would think that you know, you just, you're living your life. You're being good. You have kindness, you have grace, you have mercy for others. You're giving to others. But 
at the end of the day, you can do all of that and Jesus not be the focus and be the 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 whole primary reason that you're alive and just for like just forget about it because you're still not doing the main thing. You're being a great person, but you're not being a child of God. And so I think um, Simone Whale said it best. She said that if God right now asks me to go to the center of hell for eternity, I will do it with joy. And, I, mm. and she did put at the end, um, she did put at the end, she was like, obviously, I don't want that to happen. But yeah. if he told me to do this, then that's where I will go. Um, I obviously can admit and say that I don't have that much resolve. Um, Simone Whale yeah. was absolutely amazing. She was born in 1909. She fought in wars. She also wow. was sick. She also, um, she denied the church because she knew that within herself, collectivism um, was an evil that she was susceptible to and she knew that it would hurt like she had so much self-awareness that I would hope and aim to some point in life have but the point is is that knowing who God has called you to be is one thing but actually doing it is a mm. completely different thing and I love that because even when you talked about um like partying I was just like you know I'm an introvert I love I love I love the inside of my room. I love yeah. the darkness. I love turning off the lights and staying in the darkness for five to seven days. Um, wow. And I would be like, I would absolutely be fine with that. But the job that I, the job that I have now, it actually requires me to not be there. It requires mm -hmm. me to go like how we were talking about earlier about traveling. It requires me to not only go by myself, but to take students and create an energy and to create a vibe that they enjoy. Um, and so it's draining. It's, it's absolutely draining, but it's also taught me how to, yes, you can love your alone time. You can love yourself, me time, but also be able to work with others, talk with others, um, help others. And the majority of the student of the people that I work with or that I help are students. They're all between the ages of 18 to 23. And um, I'm a liaison, I'm a mediator. And so obviously sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear this. I go to bed. <laughs> I want to watch some anime. I have to like separate myself and just be like, hey, there is someone in need. You need to focus and talk to them. Um, and another thing that I really noticed um, when you were talking was when you were talking about the things that the youth needs. Um, and mental health is ooh, critical. And I wouldn't say just like mental health around the world, but mental health specifically in the Bahamas is disgusting. And I would say that with my whole chest because speaking from someone who was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder at the age of 17 um, and dysthymia, which is long-term depression, and I was denied the treatment solely because, you know, people said, oh, pray over it. But God said faith without works is dead. So how do you expect, like, God, you pray for things. And like you said before, you pray for things. And God puts you in situations where you have to learn after you request for him to change those things within you. And so there's no one in those situations to help you, to develop you, to show you that there's a brighter side of life. Then how will you ever change? And that's yeah. why mentorship, coaching, for example, which is such an amazing thing that you do, is vital in a life in which one is focused in Christ because you can't, you can't do it alone. Every, most of, Enough. most of the prophets, they all had a backbone. God gave them all a backbone. It wasn't like Saul or David was in it alone. They had Samuel. It wasn't like Elijah was in it alone. They had Elijah. It wasn't like um, Moses was alone. Moses had God. Moses had his his um, father-in-law. Moses had counsel. Moses has Aaron when he couldn't speak for himself. Esther had Mordecai. Like, you have to realize that being a Christian obviously isn't for you to be by yourself, but it's for you to go throughout life by yourself with the help of others. And so, I definitely respect like everything that IOT is doing because it it really focuses on that part. And so how, my, my next question is, how do you um, immerse the youth, the youth that don't know Christ? How do you immerse them into the faith and getting to know Christ? Because, you know, some people like to 
I'm, I'm some people like to uh, qualify my generation as a little finicky. So, <laughs> um, I will happily say that we, we are finicky sometimes. I'll say that as no, there's no problem with that. So, I mean, some days I'm recept, um, receptive and other days I'm just like, I'm not really interested. So yeah. how do you have those conversations? Yeah, so because we just, right, so I just put in the transformation of Christ um, sentence in the mission um, <laughs> like three weeks ago, um, I can only go by the event that we had yeah. at the workshop on Saturday. And um, this isn't my first rodeo. You know, it's amazing. God uses, see, what you're going through right now with these children, you're going to use yeah. that. So. That's He's every bit of that girl and the lessons in that character building in that. Oh, squeeze sure. that. See that pop up five, 10, or maybe 20 years down the line. Okay. Because that workshop to put that together, I have a team for each one of our pillars. So a team for leadership yeah. team, a team for education. And, um, but essentially like I kind of, structured it and this wasn't my first rodeo where i just look back in my life when chile like i was a camp counselor um i'm a vacation bible school director for you know like so you know all the experience of my life like got me to just do something like this easy like no problem yeah. at all and so gathering all of that exposure and all those opportunities that i've had you know i just thought according to what i believe god is guiding me that this is what the itinerary for the event to be. And uh, it was from 1 to 5 p.m. Okay. 1 to 2, registration. Because I know 1, Bahamians are always late. And 2, registration takes a long <laughs> Right? And I'm a time person. I ain't a Bahamian that has come late. No. Like, start on time. And if you reach late, you you reach all those minutes. Yeah. That I'm going to wait for you. Sorry. When I say about patience. <laughs> but then I also have to learn grace. God is teaching me grace. But whatever. So, um... So, yeah, and with that, it was just like a compila compilation of, um, God, like, kind of, like, just guiding me in the direction of, like, what should be in it. So, I'll yeah. give you a really great example. So, at the beginning, so, for the two weeks prior to the event, um, I've just been praying. I want, um, what are the songs that we should do praise and worship to? Or this, mm -hmm. I know what songs I want to do praise and worship to because praise and worship is my favorite thing on planet Earth, right? So, <laughs> but I probably not want these young children want to praise and worship. So yeah. I was feeling good. Like, not being self selfish, you know? <laughs> but, um, so I was like, Lord, like, put on my heart. What are the songs that we should, you know? And I put it out to the group, guys. Think of songs, pray for songs. That should be the songs for praise and worship because that's how we're going to start the event right after the prayer. We go into that. And then Friday, the day right before the event, I'm in my car. I play my song, Make Room, which is my song for 2023. Banger song, by the way. Indeed. Banger song. It talks about, you know, releasing your fears and your doubts, right? I just, I had a beautiful moment in the car where the, the uh, God um, came and um, I'm just crying and just having a beautiful moment, <laughs> just driving to Starbucks to my meeting and just worshiping. And then I just heard, you know, just had a download and it was start the retreat. I mean, sorry, start the workshop with them writing their fears and their doubts and their feelings and their thoughts in their journals, writing them to me. And I was like, huh, I, while this song is on. And yeah. I was like, huh, because it's a workshop, right? So we want to keep it, we want to keep it moving. We want to keep it, you know? And I was like, huh. So immediately I told my co-host, because I was the co-host event. And I had told my co-host, I was like, this is, what we're, this is how we're going to start the event. What do you think? And then he loved it. Okay, cool. So Saturday <laughs> comes, registration's done. Um, I think, I don't know if you saw the video with the team running in with high energy. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, it was so much fun. That just came to me. I didn't think about that prior. And um, then I told the DJ play the song. I switched the atmosphere to the, you know, the energy of that song. Um, and I gave them the instructions. Guys, write down your fears, your doubts, your thoughts. First meditate on it and then write it down when you're ready, your own time with that song playing. After that was done, 
we had an international headliner guest speaker who came um, from the US of A to be our speaker. And um, after that was done, she goes, Beijing, do you know that that's what my organization does to wow. our events? I was like, no, this wasn't even my idea. <laughs> like, I got it. <laughs> gave this to me yesterday. And he goes, wow. I was like, wow. And we're like, wow, 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 wow. You know, it was just like that. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, nobody can tell me that my God isn't real. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And so then it's, and I see it now where it's from the beginning, your, your, What's the word? You're ushering them from the beginning of what they don't know what's going to take place at the end, but you're yeah. ushering them from the beginning for what's to come to the altar call at the end. So after everything we've done for that, right? We did a mime dance, which was incredible. We had two young speakers. We had a panelist of international speakers, um, which that story in itself is a God thing. Oh gosh. Um, you know, we had pizza for food and, you know, so we had icebreakers, games, you know, whatnot. So, and then when we got to the altar call after the speaker spoke, she went into the altar call. I turned the lights off. I told the DJ hit cue, same song, make room. And she calls the IOT leadership and volunteer team. So we surround her in a circle. And immediately when she called for, if you feel led to give yourself to, um, to let Jesus, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Accept Jesus into your heart, right? Then please mm -hmm. come up. Immediately when I finally got to my space, I looked to my left and I saw a gal already like right next to me. And I was just like, <laughs> I think it was, to answer your question, it was like the, prom the, the grooming from the beginning, yeah. you know, to their heart, getting to their heart, getting to their heart, getting to their heart in such a vulnerable and authentic way where they're also seeing themselves, right? Conducting yeah. the event, which is us young people, like, you know, because, you know, I would say, I was like, listen, we don't got to be here today. Like we young people do, like we could be anywhere else <laughs> than five, six hours doing this event for you. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. they can understand that this is choice. This is choice yeah. that people who never met you before cares. Right. So, um, and yeah. And, uh, because at the beginning they were, oh, they weren't into it. You know, they're like, oh, I have yeah. to be here, you know? And then you just slowly saw, see their guard come off, you know, yeah. slowly, slowly. And so when I got to the moment and like I said, though, it, it was the Holy spirit. There's nothing we just followed him and yeah. the hearts of my team was beyond excellence their attitude their behavior their character they saw something did it i didn't have to put anyone aside to be like come on be better no one everyone was just angels serving you know it's there nothing went wrong mm -hmm. nothing went wrong in that event nothing so it's my question for you would be and this is this is kind of like one of the questions I would ask like all the guests, um, which which would be what is what would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to know God, who knows God, but just but has just like you know gotten to that point where they they want to know what to do, what what's next? Like, what would you tell that person? That's a good question. So that's like them going into discipleship um, after they say yes. Mm -hmm. Now it's what does it look like for God to, for Jesus to be Lord of my life? Yeah. Which I think is the problem that we're having right now. A lot say yes, as savior, but what does it look like to be Lord? And for that to happen, you need, that person needs, needs to find a church, Bible, Bible, church a bible biblical based church um, <laughs> that um that has classes for new believers yeah that that is my big because that's what we're offering now because okay cool these young people said yes now what we're not just going to leave them in the darkness no we have to tell yeah. them what it means to have lord of their life so now we're creating a discipleship team 
to do that. And so we would basically be the church for that. So just them finding any biblical based Bible group, study group, small group, church, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that focuses on your walk with Christ. What does that look like? Um, because I grew up in a Christian uh, family, like there wasn't, I was like this, now I'm like this. I, I never, yeah. but my entire life I heard them and I'm like, what do you mean this, that? I finally experienced it January, 2023. That's why I say I'm born again Christian because I finally gave yeah. up all that stuff. And I was just like, like, you know what I mean? It took me freaking mm -hmm. uh, 20 years or I don't know the math, but right. And so, yeah. but I followed all my life and I followed him all my life. It's just like, I just didn't give him certain parts of my life. And I just yeah. didn't, and that deepness that I always wanted, tell me how, 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 you know, like, you know, yeah. so, um, so it's that, those questions they need to have resolved. Um, and I feel the best way for that is finding that group, finding that biblical based group that'll yeah. walk you through what it means to have life with Christ. Um, and then secondly, Once that starts to happen, making it so imperative that they practice spending alone time with Christ. The yeah. earlier they can make that a part of their lifestyle, the, I don't want to say the word faster, but I guess the more productive yeah. their relationship with Christ will bloom because it's a relationship at the end of the day, not religion, not rules, not laws. It's a relationship. And when you get there, you're free. Yeah. You're free. And that's why, like, for me, summer 2021, when I was doing a 30-day fast, I was like, yep, I'm going to live this life mastering worry-free living. And that's when I was that's when I found the verse and I was like, worry about nothing, pray about everything. And now mm -hmm. after like a couple of months of like practicing that, the moment I start to about something, I go, oh, worry about nothing, pray about everything. I pray about that thing right in that moment. And then I feel this like freedom. Wow. Um, and it's working because now January, I'm feeling lighter, man, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. um, and he says, cast all your burdens upon me. But it's just like, yeah. So I say one, find that group. To start your um, personal one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. And then three, scripture. Really starting to quote scripture because yeah. that's how he speaks. And that's, and and uh, like quoting scripture on like all facets where, one, that's how he speaks to you. Two, when you quote scripture back, right? That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. and three, when you use scripture for your everyday life. I think when you get to using scripture to your everyday life, like that example I just gave, worry about nothing, worry about everything, is like, is life changing. Like yeah. you get in a situation, you're like, um, put on the full armor of God. Okay, cool. Like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's changing. Yeah. And just to add to the, the scripture and the Bible study part, have faith when you look for a Bible study group, because let me just tell you, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I mean, it's great when you have, or you're in Nassau, Bahamas, and you can call Beijing, but it's 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 super difficult. I've spent, um, I got, I've had the same backstory, kind of similar as well. But my backstory was kind of different because everyone kind of they pre they preached Christianity, and this is something that this is a whole different conversation, but I, that I've always wanted to have about like Bahamians and living in the Bahamas. But we're 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 a Christian dominated country. But we're very, we're also a lukewarm religious, yeah, and yeah, and just focus on like the religious aspects of what's going on. But we act a different way, we talk a different way, we approach things a different way. And so I kind of grew up with like watching, like watching people say that they're Christians. But I'm just like, this doesn't coincide with what I just heard in church. This doesn't coincide with what I just read in the Bible. And people use the word of the Bible or the like the word that is supposed to have like no changes, no distortions, and they use it when they want to, and they distort it when they want to use you. Ooh. Anyway, and so yes, I will say, like Beijing said, learn the word, but study it. Like study it like it is your bachelor's degree. 
Um, yeah. Look at the context. Look at how society was. Look at who that person was and how God used them. Because I know it's all great and nice to say um, all the time, which is true. God uses um, the people who are lower lower quality or lower societal status but how low were they like understand how low they were to the ground understand like the different political issues that they were having because like like the word says that the word is everlasting none of these things are new that you're reading in the bible you just have to know that they're not new you just have to know these situations and apply it to um today's work and i think i got a lot closer to god when i started doing that when i started to study the word because one no one could tell me one thing because i knew like it's easy for you to be deceived when you don't know but when you know it's a difference when you know that when you know the truth there's a difference but that was sorry oh no no no, for sure no 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 no, you no you go ahead no, I just want to say, and many say like, oh, the Bible, like, ugh, like I don't understand it. Or like, it's yeah. just so, we're human. Oh my gosh. Yes. He knows that he understands you. He created you. He knows he knows you better than you do. So yeah. just go back to him and just be like, okay, help me to fall in love with your word. And so yes. I started to do that. Like, I was like, help me to fall in love with your word because this man, this boring man, like, you know, like, and now <laughs> Oh my gosh like i love reading the word yeah now. and it's so you're human like he knows yeah. you're human so i mean there's honestly no, there's the tea though the tea yes no yes and so just ask how me to fall in love with you and my thing is, is like lord i want to be addicted i want to be addicted yeah. to jesus help me to be addicted to you and help me to be addicted to your word because as far as i'm concerned i've been addicted to too many other stuff and like nah so these simple things you're human he knows you're human so just ask him the simple question like and it's and you know people think that's so taboo but why like i I know honestly the bible's yeah the bible is a lot more i mean the thing was I asked him like probably once to like make me fall in love with his word. But honestly, when you realize how scandalous the Bible really is, you just start to like, it's like watching, uh, how, uh, what is it? Housewives of Atlanta or something like that. It's like really, it's, yeah. like when you, like when you really start getting in, I mean the genealogy part, yeah, that's a little, it's a little boring, but, um, she's a David. Yeah. Like it's, but every other story and how like scandalous, how dirty these Israelites were acting. Come on now. That is very entertaining. Absolutely entertaining. But yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, Beijing, for joining the conversation. This has been an absolute um blast. And honestly, just your vibe, your energy, everything, and everything that you stand for and everything that I ought um works towards is absolutely amazing and um i just thank you so much i'll give you an opportunity to you know tell everyone where they can reach you at where they can find you at yes i just want to say thank you so much janeka um way to take action that's that's all he's asking so thank you so much for having me i appreciate it for sure where you can find me. So for those of you who are looking for that Bible study of uh, persons who are just trying to grow in their relation with Christ, I have one. It's called Revival of the Bible Study. Um, and you can just send a message to say that you're interested in joining. We meet every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Google Meets. Um, and so you can find that at Coaching with Beijing. That's on Instagram or Coaching with Beijing on Facebook. Um, and then if you just want to follow my very fun, adventurous life that is <laughs> extremely positive, then you can, um, follow me personally at Beijing.Rogers. Um, but yeah, so feel free. I also am a life coach, which I did not speak about at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're a child, if you're a kid, a teen or a young professional and you need help unlocking your thoughts. You need help unlocking your full potential to win in life and in Christ. Then I'm here to be your personal cheerleader and hold your hand along the way for you to do that. Um, I just started bringing Christianity and my faith into my practice and it 
<laughs> changing lives. Um, and it, should, it just, it blows my mind. So um, yeah, I'm a Christian mental health and purpose coach. So work with me, parents, if you're listening to this, young professionals, if you're listening to this, I'm your gal. Okay. See you guys. Thank you so awesome much. Um, we do pray. We're going to uh, okay. pray it out as well. But, um, all of her links will be in the bio, in the description box. Everything that you need to find her will be in the description box. And if you've been watching throughout this video, you'll see it pull up on the toolbar below. So if you ever need that information, just let us know. And then we're going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today to thank you for another great episode, another great child of God to communicate with your children of God about her journey, her profession, the way that she lives life, her actions in order to impact the world and change it, how she has been just sharing your word, God, and changing lives, God. And we thank you so much for her. We thank you so much for the things that she has provided to us today and tomorrow, and that people will take away these lessons, internalize them in their heart, and go and read the word, read the Bible, and get to know you more. Let this be their first, third, second, fifth step towards you, God, and let them not give up. Let them remember to have faith because you are always by them. You are always near them. You are always there waiting for them to call your name so that you can answer. Thank you, God, so much for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shanika. Ah.